Hey there. I would like to begin this episode by thanking some folks. Folks like Will's buddy Brian Porkins, Stone to Skeleton, and Jim K. These are all people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, help support the network. You can be like them and get a bunch of cool stuff in return. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week for a premium episode, we're going to be talking about Subnautica, which is a first person survival game developed and published by Unknown Worlds Entertainment for PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2018. Yeah. I can't hear Unknown Worlds without thinking of Tim Heidecker doing the space bit. <laughs> Undiscovered like Worlds. Undiscovered D- World. Devilman's Crest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode, executive produced by Jack, our friend Jack. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. This is a yeah. this is a long time request, Subnautica here. Yeah, a game I've been meaning to play for a long time, but like all games, I'll play it when the damn patrons tell me to. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for uh, you know because I figured we'd do it on the show mm-hmm. and something. And it's it's a thing where this is a couple of choices away from being an all timer for me, but I still ended mm-hmm. up really liking it. Yeah, yeah. there are, there are, there are minor. It's it's a for me a real good illustration of like. It just needs a nudge, mm-hmm. you know, and it would be like an all-time game yeah. uh, for me. Uh, yeah. It's it's hella good. It's it's really <laughs> good. There's just like a little bit of friction. And it, mm-hmm. it asked me all kinds of interesting questions about like what's good friction and what's bad friction. And like, yeah, to, to what, when is, you know, when would taking away friction be subtractive, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's d- a good d- game to think about that kind of shit. Uh, very much so. Uh, and there are games kind of in the genre that uh, kind of stand uh, afford it to a certain degree uh, mm-hmm. as regards things like automation and uh, like the overall power curve that you get. But we can talk about that as we but they don't uh, have this beautiful story of discovery. I know. Right. You know, it, it's a this is this is a survival game about collecting and organizing rocks that <laughs> hides uh, outer wilds. Yep. In it. Uh, and that's really cool. Uh-huh. It just means that you have to, like, if you're in the pocket for Outer Wilds and organizing rocks, mm-hmm. you will be absolutely, this yeah. is a sniper bullet to your heart. And that's why I, I beat this over the course of, like, five days, f- four weeks ago. Yeah, like like several, <laughs> like, months early. Yeah. Uh, you know, and <laughs> stuff. Because I, I couldn't stop myself because I got to sort those rocks. You got, those rocks got to be sorted. Like, you can, what, you can name lockers and assign <laughs> A certain kind of rock to a certain kind of locker. locker. Oh, oh boy, what are you, uh, what are you doing in there, Nickel? Get over yeah, here. <laughs> get over I, here. I know, I know, you look like lithium, but but you're not. <laughs> yeah, lithium mimics abound. It, it's a thing too, where if you're somebody like I'm, still waiting for my perfect uh, outer wilds experience. Uh huh. Where like I just get the part of that that's like transcendent and beautiful, right? You know, without without friction. This ends up doing outer wild shit to me. A little bit, it, it connected with me a little bit stronger than Outer Wilds did because mm. the the friction was, uh, the tone is like, it's not, it has no twee. Mm-hmm. There aren't Muppets like doing campfire sing-alongs yeah, yeah. in it. And the parts of it that were frustrating were tedious, but not fail-statey. 
Yeah. Like it wasn't, so it ends up actually being a little closer. I'm still waiting for my perfect Outer Wilds transcendent experience, mm-hmm. but this did bring me a step closer, which I appreciate. Yeah. There's also an element of this too. And you, you know, we, we always work with dualities because we're two hosts with, you know, largely similar, oh, but dramaturgical dyad. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I, I walked right into that one. No, yeah. but we're, like we're, we're, we're two people with largely similar tastes in a lot of ways, but you know, areas where things differ, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you hit on one early on, which is like, you know, this is neat, but I can't do a whole bunch of this. This might be my rogue survival games might be my yes. like, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah, this is scratching part of a brain for me that like management sims or city builders do, which is thinking through things logistically, right? It It's a, it, I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the organization part. Like I, this is underlined to me that like, there's almost nothing in games I like less than rearranging items in the fridge. Mm, yeah. Like, you know, this, oh, I don't quite have enough room for this. So I have to move this here and move this here and move this here. And it just feels like busy work. Mm-hmm. that kind of stuff makes me want to pull my hair out yeah. uh, in like a really intense way. Yeah. And I go uh, kind of into an ASMR state with that. Yeah. Pe- people who, who dig that go into a flow state with it. Yeah. You know, like they appreciate that there is a task that is, you know, readily apparent, mm-hmm. you know, that you will get demonstrable value from accomplishing. Yes. Uh, you know, and I, I, I get that to a degree. There's mm-hmm. just, there's just elements of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which you know, I, I, yeah. I don't bring that up to be like, to open the, to, to open it and say like, oh, I'm trying to convince you that that is good and worthwhile. I, 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 I know you understand that. Well, it's just yeah, more the, to draw like a, uh, like uh, to, to draw the contrast, right? Yeah. There's different gamer psychographics. I'm going to throw something out there. Uh, during this game, like the, during this episode, there are bits of this game. This is a really popular, well-loved game mm-hmm. uh, that I really, really liked. Um, I'm going to complain about those things. I am not trying to convince you, Cole. Mm-hmm. that those things are bad like th- that just didn't bug me as a perfectly acceptable answer yeah, but i also yeah. you know have to be the person i am that was mm-hmm. bugged by it yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and then the same thing goes for people listening like i'm not trying to convince anybody that any of these things are necessarily uh like flaws or objective flaws there are things mm-hmm. i think that would improve them that wouldn't take anything away yeah but if they just didn't bother you or if you enjoyed being in a flow state of like collecting and sorting rocks like I'm not trying to take that away from you. Mm-hmm. So don't, I don't want anyone to feel like, uh, I don't want this to be like a Hades situation where it's like a game I really liked. <laughs> and then I complain about a couple things about it. And then people are like, man, you fucking hated that game. <laughs> it's like, I, I put 40 hours into Hades, like between two playthroughs. Like that's not hate. We, you know, we were, uh, you, you, you know how the, the, like they have those, uh, they, they have those tubes that they, they put on somebody's penis in order to like test if they get aroused. Oh yeah. You know, like, like we, like we ought to just for like a data purpose, play with something like that, that measures enjoying game. So we can demonstrate the hard data. Improve. Like, no, I actually I like this. I, I like it. I just think it would be better if this was, ha- if this was a little bit different or like, I didn't like this part. I'm complicated. I can take multitudes. <laughs> the, uh, uh, this is a premium episode. Mm-hmm. We should mention that as well. So, uh, patrons are going to get the full thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else is going to get the generalities. The generalities are beefy. Um, you know, you, uh, so don't, don't worry about that. But if you would like to hear the whole thing, uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash duck feed TV, uh, for $5 a month. Yes. Uh, and you don't just get this one. You get all the premiums. So go and check the back catalog. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Let's do, uh, in this game, you play as the lone survivor of a massive spaceship crash, uh, which has marooned you on this all ocean planet with zero hope of rescue. Yes. Uh, and you have to survive, uh, and escape from the planet. And then a little sub goal of figuring out what's up with this crazy planet. (laughs) Because Uh, this planet is going to happen to you. Yeah, it is. It is wacky planet. Uh, what are the, the secrets of wacky planet? You will find out, <laughs> but not wacky in an outer wilds Muppets playing the fiddle way mm-hmm. wacky in a, a scary and sci-fi yeah. way. Oh man, this is a very effective horror game. Not yeah. just, be, not just because of the big, uh, you know, the, the shark problem where you're in somebody else's house. Yeah. Right? Even though that is very effective as well. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you play this in the first person perspective. Um, and without tools, all you can really do is swim and gather certain materials, but with tools, um, which you can craft, uh, you're going to be able to harvest more things, uh, make more tools, expand your capabilities, do things like build bases, 
um, and meet your needs a little bit easier. Although this is not something like a Satisfactory or a Factorio um, where things are going to be automated uh, throughout the entirety of the game. You are going to be manually doing these things. Yes, there are degrees of automation that mm-hmm. happen. Uh, and this ends up being like my number one rock in my shoe is that mm-hmm. they, you can automate most of your resources yes. to, to a large degree. You cannot uh, automate stone. Right. Uh, rocks, which are really important. And they're not the only thing you need to eat and drink, mm-hmm. but rocks you cannot automate. Right. Uh, and you have a sci-fi thing where you have a gun that builds stuff. Like there, <laughs> there's nothing, there's no, there's no in-universe reason why you couldn't have like a rock replicator. Yep. Where you stick a rock in it and it just creates you a new copper every couple seconds. Yeah. Or build a bit like, like build a drone and uh, like, yep. like lead it to a, like, like, you know, set like a supply route or something like that. Yep. There's nothing like that. There's nothing even that like couldn't, you couldn't open up a wormhole back to your base. Yeah. Where you, so you don't have to, you know, schlep mm-hmm. things back. Like all these things could have been on the tech tree yeah. and would have like raised this a whole letter grade for me. Yeah. It's, it's a, it sounds like a minor problem. It It is hard to, there's something I talk about a lot on this show where a narrative is pulling me along, but a, a mechanic is pushing me back, mm-hmm. you know? So this game for me, part of the, like the low level irritation that stopped this from being in the Pantheon for me was this feeling of God, I just got this new plot revelation. I cannot wait to follow this thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck though. I need three coppers <laughs> or I need to remember what's in a, an advanced circuit board. Mm-hmm. So I need to go get those things, which I then need to use with this. It was really copper, almost yeah. the whole thing. Copper is a fucking weird ball neck in this game. Yeah. Um, but it is just knowing, okay, I have to go do this chore. I have to go rearrange the, the stuff in the fridge, mm-hmm. you know, before I can go do this thing that the game is enticing me to do. Yeah. You and, know? F- and for me, trying to build some kind of structure where I would always have that stuff available uh within you know relatively easy supply uh you know was kind of the game for me i built a lot of bases and i was always grazing yeah Yeah, if you're if you're always like if you're always just picking up cop like basically what you're saying is you picked up the copper like we both just picked up the copper yeah you just picked it up beforehand yes i picked it up on the on the way and yeah that was surplus and all that yeah i I picked it up on the way too like when i was on Mm. the way to places i picked up rocks you know like yeah, i understand yeah. it's a game about picking up rocks i just spent less time mm-hmm. only picking up rocks yeah you know it, it's not like i i'm not saying that again to undercut your point i just no, it's not like no. there's a it, a mechanic thing that i missed mm-hmm. that resources you it's just whether you resource yourself in advance or as yes. you need. yeah yeah and i was more bringing it up than like uh you know leaning into that again the asmr of sorting rocks yeah it was uh, fun yeah, it was fun to resource was... up yeah, yeah, you know. was to was to get the get the logistics dealt with. But yeah, like they're definitely like weirdly copper being j- just the bottleneck, even more so than rare materials yeah. because you needed so much of it. And the fact that resource nodes never you know never respond. Eventually, you get to a place like uh, you know the wide biomes kind of narrow down into like one particular one where there are just huge deposits that you can get. But that doesn't yeah. happen. That doesn't happen soon enough. It's all pretty late on the tech tree. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so you have, you have a super gun that you can use to build bases and expand this stuff and craft. Like mm-hmm. basically you have sci-fi, crazy sci-fi tech. Yes. Um, you make a fabricator, which allows you to pin these recipes, uh, to things, or you can pin recipes. So you know what you're supposed to gather, uh, here. And the fabricator basically does it all. There are a couple of different kinds of fabricators, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a uh, upgrade fabricators and vehicle fabricators, but you can build a little sci-fi device that just build 3d prints you almost anything. Yeah. In this game, you just I, have to have the rocks. I found it. the, re- I found the recipe pinning to be almost entirely useless. Like it was fine for one or two things. I relied an awful lot on a notebook for a lot of this. I also had to write stuff down, which is always a, I don't like writing stuff down in games. No. Like if I have to get out a piece of paper and pencil, like I'm like, I'm you know, especially <laughs> I was playing this on switch, yeah, uh, which was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, it runs fine. Okay. Uh, I, I would not recommend playing it on switch because you want to have a notepad. And honestly, you want to have the ability to just hit the console and throw yourself some copper yep. and save yourself the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I would play this on PC, not only for notes taking purposes, but also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there'll be a big one when we talk about exploration, why uh, having it on PC would be a good, uh, a good thing to yes. do. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a weirdly bad, like not as good on switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's against the meme. Hmm. You know, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, like we said, having pen and paper is pretty good. There's very little guidance in this. This is not a game that holds you, uh, I think, to a certain amount of effect, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of you want those early going uh, kind of aimless, uh, you know, kind of aimless hours uh, to a degree where things feel incredibly hostile. Uh, getting your feet under you is, uh, is, is, is one thing. And then trying to figure out, okay, so what the fuck am I supposed to do? There are things that are going to be very important that if you try and just suss them out, it's going to take you a while to get it. We're going to talk about those. Uh, so if you're listening to this as a service, you might have a a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a leg up. Uh, but there's some, there is a structure to this that you're going to find. It's just, uh, it doesn't do a lot to show you other than, you know, kind of guiding you to life pods early on. Yeah. And it's semi-random when those mm-hmm. fire off, like they don't come off in a prescriptive order. There, yeah. There is a logic to them, but you can, uh, there's a randomness to what life pods you get sent to, to a degree, like some are fixed, some are random. And yeah. then what is going to be around, uh, life pods and wrecks that you're going to scavenge mm-hmm. is also a little random, yeah. like which blueprints you'll get. Yeah. So there, there are hard spawns and false spawns. The game guides you. I, I actually like the touch that the game guides you with, mm-hmm. you know, like the amount of, of guidance you get. Yeah. You get nudged, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it needs to, you need to have that feeling of thinking like I'm going to the scariest area in the world and you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> yep. um, that comes with not knowing exactly where to go. Yes. No. Um, 100%. I do not fault anybody for playing this on a computer with a wiki in the other window that just tells you like, shit, I want to do this. Is there a thing that let me do this? And it just says, yeah, go to this wreck and you'll find these blueprints. That's survival games. Like, uh, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I've never met the space alien who said, uh, don't do that. Or I've never done that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I don't see the point of not doing that. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's a really easy follow. Like, why isn't that in the game? You know, like, why can't you find like a codex or something that, yeah. that has that stuff? And it's, so it's optional. It's so mm-hmm. people can choose to. Or yes. Not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's talk about survival, uh, uh yes. hunger and thirst. These are constant pressures. Um, mm-hmm. you know, your primary way of, uh, satisfying your hunger is to go and hunt down fish. Uh, you can either eat them raw, cook them or cure, uh, cure them. Uh, or you can kill them with your fire knife. You get a fire knife cooks that cooks them. them when you stab them. Uh, and one of the funniest things in the world is that you can just grab a fish out of the air and eat it. Like, uh, it just, just amazing. It's like yeah. what Homer does, yep. you know, like, uh, it just, just grab a fish and eat it whole and you can do it in bulk. Mm-hmm. Like I got a gravity trap and I, w- you could just go <laughs> like Homer with the potato chips. I'm Pac-Man. <laughs> Yeah, you can just Pac-Man a bunch of raw fish up. Uh, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. Just with all the seawater in tow yeah. uh, and stuff. Um, you want to cook them, though. You get more food value and less uh, dehydration mm-hmm. from doing so. Yes. Um, these things, however, will decay. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to, uh, unless you cure them you know, uh, with salt, you have to eat them quickly or they'll rot and they'll be less good for you. Right. Yeah. Um, and curing requires you to use salt, which uh, is also used to make purified water and also is a pickup in the world or can appear, you know, later on in the tech tree when you find like a, when you create the water filter, yes. uh, that'll pull some, uh, uh, you know, that'll pull some salt out of the water for you. Yeah. Um, uh, you can also grow vegetables. Like you can set up grow beds uh, to mm-hmm. satisfy your hunger. I was a little bit <laughs> bummed out by how late this came in the uh in the in the tech tree based on when i found stuff i don't know maybe i just found these grow beds really late but it would have I, I been really you, nice to have i think you did like this was one of the first things i automated oh huh like i i managed to have grow beds in my my base fairly sur- soon after having a base mm. uh for the first time so i was able to grow uh bulba plants or whatever they're called yeah uh and that was uh those powered my my bioreactor and my mm. body reactor for a long time <laughs> this is what part of what led to my resentment about there not being a way to re, uh automate rocks because i yes. assumed there would be mm-hmm. because i ran into a way to automate food like fairly early yeah um, yeah yep i guess I, I just i just found the useful beds uh later than i than, than i would have wanted to uh thirst also gets automated by the mm-hmm. uh by the water filter uh that you can find but you can also make water either by grabbing the very unfortunate bladder fish 
Yeah, he's just he's just a water bottle who, when you put him in the fabricator, he turns into like a Dasani bottle. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things. Like, Liv was looking over my shoulder when it happened and, and did an audible like, what the fuck did you do to that bitch? It cannot be stressed enough how magical and it's not even sci-fi. Like the fabricator is straight up just like a Merlin device. Uh-huh. It is an alchemist stone. Any any hard sci-fi that this is trying to play in is absolutely undercut by the fabricator. <laughs> One of the silliest items in video games. <laughs> I love that they just turn into a bottle of water. It's really funny. It's real good. Oh, yeah. it's it's my magic laser that makes that makes fish into Dasani. Uh, it one hundred percent does it. Before this point, like bladder fish are fairly common. You'll be able to find them. There are some like minor kind of like pain in the ass to go gather them. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you can get a tank where you can breed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff. I never did that, but you could because yeah. uh, you eventually do get a water purifier. I, I never got them to breed. I, you know what? I, I think that I should have used the alien habitat and not the aquarium. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember which one it is because, again, I did. They give you multiple solutions, but we're yes. the sometimes you get multiple redundant solutions mm-hmm. and one will be a lot harder. Yeah. Like breeding bladder fish seems a lot harder than just building the water desalination mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah. but I, you know, I guess that's another option depending on which blueprints you find. Yeah. It also gives you worse water, uh, and in a game with limited, uh, limited inventory like this one has having uh, like the better water that you get from the water filtration is important, Yeah, you know? Uh, yeah. so, so yeah, you can also grab some tube coral and some salt. Uh, just mix those up, <laughs> put them in a bottle and shake them together. And then, yep. It basically yeah. purifies your water for you. Yes. Um, you also have oxygen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this initially is very limited. Uh, you can only do very shallow dives. Uh, eventually, you start upgrading your oxygen tanks and getting vehicles. Yeah. Uh, and this allows you to go much deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the way that it limits isn't just, oh, if you hit this depth, you're going to die. Like after you pass 100 meters, uh, you start consuming oxygen a lot more quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. So many terrifying moments of rushing to get to the surface because I realized I stayed down too long. Yeah, yeah. They, they, there's an item that you can get that that will emergency put you out as well. It'll mm-hmm. like float you up, but I never use that. Yeah, I never carried that. It's cool yeah. that they give you a lot of little options like that mm-hmm. uh, and that they exist. Like, I didn't see the point of those. Yeah. Like, I was just, I will plan better, but mm-hmm. it was a cool idea. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you get auction, you know, swim to the surface. Uh, you can build these pipe networks, uh, mm-hmm. which is real fun. It's like a real cartoon way to solve that problem. Um, yeah. or, uh, you, uh, can enter a base or a vehicle, uh, that's in good condition, or you can do like the Sonic, uh, it's version very of this, Sonic yeah, which is the brain coral, uh, will occasionally just brew this big oxygen bubble for you to, for you to breathe in. Yeah. Comical. Yes. Uh, the, uh, you have a health meter. Uh, this goes down when you're attacked by predatory wildlife or if your other meters are depleted or a couple environmental hazards, mm. uh, radiation and heat. Uh, we'll do this. Um, if you die, you respawn at the life pod, but you lose whatever items you've gathered. Yeah. Uh, since you last left your home base. Uh, really, really important note here. Uh, while we're still on the, we're, we could potentially be preparing people to play. This uh-huh. game does not autosave. No, not at all. For all the world, it seems like it should yep. uh, as a survival game. It does not. Yeah. So you need to be like an old, like a 1997 PC game. You need to be mm-hmm. riding the save button yeah. or because dying and losing all those resources is just the time suck. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, it's not an interesting choice or anything and losing a vehicle or something oh, is, a re, is a huge time suck. Uh, the fact that that can just happen and it didn't save for maybe like 20 minutes, like finding that out was a hard lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, it does not follow conventional current game design of we should save every once in a while with rolling saves. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, you can change these basics if you would like to, uh, mm-hmm. by with the difficulty. I like the uh, granularity that they have. Uh, survival is the default. Uh, but if you do freedom mode, it's the same, except it gets rid of the hunger and thirst meter. That's actually mm-hmm. how the game was initially designed. Uh, mm-hmm. was, was without the hunger and thirst. Uh, then there's hardcore, hardcore mode, which has permadeath, uh, and, uh, then creative, which is kind of like God mode with unlimited resources. Yes. That's the, the design is big a base and cool as base as you want. Yes. Yeah. Um, you also have a battery power for your devices there. Um, your tools are powered by batteries. Your vehicles are powered by big batteries called power cells. Yeah. Uh, so you need to keep these topped off. Eventually you'll get rechargers. So you again, just shuffle some stuff around in the fridge mm-hmm. and put the old batteries in the charger and the new batteries in the thing. Um, <laughs> you can also get some stuff that will solar power 
mm. or uh, vehicle power. You can get a pair of fins that will charge through kinetic energy, your tools, things like that. There are a couple of different ways around this. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, this was never a thing for me because mm-hmm. you go and explore uh, whenever you explore the big wreck. For mm-hmm. some reason, they give you like 70 batteries. They give you so many batteries. Yeah. I just, just swimming in fucking batteries. <laughs> I, I my wife keeps swallowing them and I keep getting more, you know, I, <laughs> the, the, um, it was, it was no problem uh, here, but it, it's, it's theoretically another meter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, weirdly in that wreck, I've got more batteries than I could ever possibly use, but there are two fire extinguishers. <laughs> yep. Uh, which I, I could use a whole lot more of. Yeah. Given all the yeah. fire. And somehow they didn't put a fabricator on that fucking ship. <laughs> like, well, there's a, ma- there's a magical device that you can make with like two pieces of metal. Uh, but we don't care. <laughs> Uh, so you start out, uh, in a biome, uh, on here called the, the, the safe shallows. That's where your life pod comes down. Fortunately, uh, it has a lot of what you're going to need to get started, especially salvage metal. This is the way that you get titanium, uh, just big mm-hmm. pieces, uh, that, that carry around, take up huge chunks in your inventory, but you're going to be wanting to grab those. Cause that's how you're going to get started. There's very little dangerous fauna here. Yeah. There's a little cool. bit. Cause it's, yeah. it's signaling to you that life is a, you know, health is a thing. Yes. But there, but there's not very much. Um, but in order to kind of progress up this crafting tree, you're going to have to go to other biomes right. and ultimately go deeper and deeper and find better and better materials, which are more dangerous. Right. You know, and that's kind of your loop. Yeah. Uh, a big thing about this is that resource nodes don't respawn. So when you deplete your local stores, you're going to need to set out. Uh, this is not a game that uh, uh, rewards kind of complacency or staying in one spot, you know, kind of uh, deal. Uh, you know, the way that I read it is, you know, basically, if you're doing anything in a region, uh, you need to set up a little base there. Um, it. Yeah, it's funny because I, I think you told me this when you played it before I did. It felt to me, and this could be because of how I was playing, mm-hmm. uh, that after enough time, like let's say I needed copper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got all the copper around my base, but I, I wasn't doing just sweeps for rocks. I'd go out and do some story stuff. And then next time I needed copper, I could stay around my base and get copper. Like, huh. I don't know if they were the same nodes because I don't remember like, oh, this was, you know, on this side of the somewhat anonymous cave and this one was on this right. side of the somewhat anonymous cave but i it, that wasn't my experience uh, huh. i never made a second base um and i was fine oh wow not I, even in the uh the lost river i use the um the sub oh that's shit. like a portable base weird so yeah uh <laughs> never never did a second base so the um and i never ran out of i never depleted an area of resources it felt mm. like they respawned on like a timer hmm or like it repopulated them within them in different spots on a timer. Yeah. I was pretty thorough because I was using the scanner rooms. That was one of the main reasons I was building the bases. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's possible that, uh, that, that I, that I, I was getting all of them. Um, but yeah, as far as I could tell, the little rock sets didn't come back, but I could yeah. be wrong about that. I don't know. Yeah. No idea. It, it didn't feel like they disappeared forever to me. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but I, I still had to set out not, for the, the reason, not because my stores ran out, but because I needed things that weren't near my base. Right. Yeah. Uh, you start out with nothing, uh, by which I mean you don't even have a compass uh, yeah. when you uh, when you land. You never get an in-game map. Um, yes. uh, I uh, am fine with starting with nothing because it's cool orienting based on uh, the beacon on your life pod uh, and like by the wreck of the Aurora and by the direction that the sun and moon move. That's mm-hmm. cool in the in the early going. A, a compass is a major upgrade when you get it, specifically mm-hmm. because the game starts giving you directions in, you know, 500 meters south, southwest of this particular thing. I would have been fine having a map. Uh, and not just, just eventually. The, yeah, just to, yeah. like make it a, make it a bit. Make it something that comes with the Cyclops. Uh, yeah. But uh, like, I know that you get the little uh, scans that you can do on the Seamoth uh, that you can do, um, uh, you know, get, to get the 3D like topographical map uh, kind of deal. Yeah, that, that felt useless to me. Yeah, that is less than useless because I need a map where north is north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also I'm not really interested in the topography. Yeah. I want to know the relation, like where do the, the, the blood kelp start? Yes. And where does this biome end? Mm-hmm. The thing with, and you get these little beacons that you can craft. Uh, one, they take copper. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I, I, I hate copper in this game so much. <laughs> um, the, uh, but you get these little beacons and then you can put them on your map and it'll tell you how far that you are from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm thinking about small changes you could make that would, get rid of a lot of friction for me. These should have taken up one inventory slot 
and come in like packs of five. Yeah. You know, like you, you use one copper and one steel or one titanium and you get a bunch of these, Mm -hmm. you know, because that would encourage you to like master the space. Part of the, the draw of these kind of games is kind of like weirdly colonialist. Like you end up in a ecosystem and you master it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that is part, like, I know this, this is mine. I have completely put this under my control. Yes. That that's part of the drive of this, the fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, This would have helped a lot with that. Yeah. As was, I was stingy to build these uh, one because I wanted to have stumble upon appeal. Mm -hmm. Like I I wanted to not just, you know, cordon off a search. Like I was Mm -hmm. searching for a missing kid, you know, (laughs) and set up a grid system. I wanted to like be an explorer, like an adventurer a little Mm -hmm. bit want a little swashbuckling energy and then two just because inventory is pretty yeah you know i didn't want to have three beacons with me because they took up inventory space yeah i just saw it as a just just as a tax i never went out with less than four of these things yeah i just that was annoying to me like i i I would have been served by doing that but i would have unserved in other ways because i wouldn't have been able to pick up as much crap yeah you know with all these things like it's it's that's you why can you need get ar- those bases. You can get around the problem if you <laughs> want know. to put enough time into it. Right. You know, if you want to gather enough rocks, you can get around anything in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the price is always gather rocks. Yep. And the price for gathering rocks is always time. Yep. And that time is either enjoyable or not enjoyable. Yep. You know, and if it's not enjoyable, it's a cost. If it if it's enjoyable, it's a feature. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the, the difference between it. So like, I'm, I, I just want to stress because I don't want anyone to at me about it. I'm not saying there isn't a way around these things. Mm-hmm. There is, I'm saying that the way around them was boring to me Yeah. Uh, to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you, you, you do that. Uh, you don't, you don't get a map, which is unfortunate. There is an interactive map that you can use, uh, but only if you have a PC because it needs yes. to be in a browser. Um, it is a really good tool. You just do a use search not for in game. You use in, yes. in the, in the, on the internet. Yes. And the, the reason why you want to have it on PC is because it's a browser. And because if you're playing on PC, you can pull up your coordinates. Right. Um, even if you're not playing on PC, like the absolutely ludicrous thing that like the last half of me playing this game was me sitting in front of my computer holding my switch mm-hmm. so I could use the map, even though I couldn't pull up my coordinates, <laughs> you know, it's just like very silly to use my console in front of my console. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, uh, uh, the switch has no re- no ability to bring up your coordinates. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Seems like an easy fix. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the first third of the game or so is about, uh, locating these wrecks in the shallower biomes, uh, these places where life pods came down, uh, sections of the ship, either small or large, uh, kind of broke off. These are almost always going to contain, um, uh, PDAs that'll give you a little bit of story about the Aurora and about your company. But more importantly, they'll give you, um, uh, data boxes with blueprints and busted up fragments of technology that you will use your scanner on. Uh, and if you scan two or three of the pieces of these things, then you get the blueprint and you can make that thing yourself. And it makes a very satisfying noise. Yes. Uh, the Aurora being the main ship you yeah. crashed from. Um, eventually, as you're making your way out of these shallows, uh, there will be dangerous uh, fish that mm-hmm. inhabit uh, further biomes, fish and monsters. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't get a gun. You have a knife, eventually a knife that will cook food for you. But then you get uh, delaying methods. You get a like a gravity gun that will push things away, a stasis cannon that will freeze things. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you can get torpedoes. For yeah. your vehicles, I never did this. Yeah, uh, you had to craft the torpedoes individually. It's like stun. Uh, it's stun, like stun torpedoes too. Like it just confuses yeah. them for a minute. Well, there are, there are acid ones. You can use those uh, oh, those weird yeah. acid cow things <laughs> to uh, to build acid ones that do damage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're if you're doing a Pokemon run through this, if you want to scan all the monsters, yeah, some of them that's you have to kill them to scan them basically, right? Yeah, because they're too dangerous. Uh, I did not do that. I just ran mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, yeah so yeah i didn't fight a lot of fish yeah the stasis cannon was enough for me um that's ridiculously powerful yeah it's really good uh the downside is you have to charge it up Mm -hmm. uh, but it works on just about everything and then you can go into its little time field where it's frozen and stab it to death yeah um enemy fish are going to sneak up on you um yes. <laughs> like and a lot of them are very uh frightening in their appearance uh and in their behavior the creature design in this game is so on point uh, yeah it's really good 
like from the cute you know peepers the uh the, the guy the eye fish kind of guys that you have like i think even the crash fists are very cute all the way up to the fucking nightmarish uh reaper leviathans yeah yeah the the big boys in this are very scary yeah. uh the uh the warpers Mm-hmm. in this uh scared oh, you the mean the, gr- me. the grim reapers <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the grim reapers who teleport around scared the shit out of me like where that happened in the game uh-huh. uh really really great little bit of like non-narrative fear yeah you know when that happened um yeah uh you can uh like real cave diving and stuff uh get lost and drown mm-hmm. uh here and the fish will contribute to this no, yeah. uh, this it's a reason why nobody should actually do this in real life. Uh, James Cameron's death toll will be accounted for. Uh, all, the, uh, all the people he killed in the abyss and the Titanic will eventually haunt him and his uh, progeny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you have to just try to keep a cool head. Yeah. At a certain point, you kind of figure out that you're fine. Yeah, I found like you can pause to heal. Uh, you can carry a lot of health kits with you. Things typically won't one-shot you. I don't think anything can one-shot you at full health. Yeah. In this, uh, the illusion lasts for a long time. It does. And it kind of renews itself when you get to um, different biomes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know how the things behave. And there is a nice variety of, of monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that have different kinds of uh, defense mechanisms and stuff. Yeah. So when you see a new monster, it not everything is just going to run at you and try to bite you. Yeah, uh, They'll have different moves they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll play with their environment as well. Um, yeah. 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 All, uh, all really well done. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, a little bit less well done is the base building system in this. A uh, awkward. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your, kind your of awkward. that shoots building is a, buildings is a little bit awkward <laughs> yeah uh, so sometimes it's like I, I can see that it lines up it totally does and it says nope can't do it <laughs> any yeah. reason why no uh, so, it, i mean this this is a small team there's gonna they're like there's gonna be jank in this there's charming jank which is like schools of fish are just going to swim through the walls and they've yeah. never they've never deigned to fix that and i hope they never do yeah that's great <laughs> yeah uh but then there's like bad jank where it's like i really want to build this but it's, i can't for no reason a weird a weird part of this is that it intersects with the survival meters in kind of an unhappy way mm-hmm. so like having my air counting down while i'm trying to get in the exact position it wants me to be uh-huh. to apply this part of the base is frustrating like i can't get this to line up i have to go take a break for air or god forbid forbid for food and water mm-hmm. while all i'm doing is trying to line up my gun that shoots buildings like it's uh it can get pretty frustrating yeah um there's a very funny hull integrity system in this uh that i got uh got by in a very funny way i didn't the game doesn't explain it Uh, Uh it might be in like the codex if you if you read the the in-game dictionary which has some information in it Mm -hmm. uh there's a basics of survival but it's written from the perspective of the corporation Mm -hmm. so it feels a little fluffy rather than like, you know, towards the player. Right. Um, but the, uh, if your base integrity goes down, it loses power and then you get leaks mm-hmm. uh, here. And this happens instantly. And it can happen when you build a new thing. Uh-huh. Uh, you just put an extra room on and then all of a sudden your base is flooded uh, <laughs> everywhere. And there are just holes you have to repair everywhere with your uh, gun that repairs walls. Yes. Uh, yeah. But you better make sure to uh, build a reinforcement or get rid of that thing that you just built because the hull integrity being below a certain being below zero means that those breaches are going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hull integrity going... is very funny to you. Like you can have this. I had, you know, I just had one base. It was really simple. Uh, three rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I just ended up adding uh, one enforced bulkhead wall. <laughs> and just made the whole thing fine it was like, a engineering theory. it is not you know like yeah. I just like oh the whole thing is fine yeah from here on out. Yeah. yeah uh and uh if you build too large that, that that's the that's the biggest way that this will happen build too large or build um uh using glass uh, i never use the glass pieces because no. i didn't i didn't want to fuck with it like i i see what it's like outside i know that it's for aesthetics <laughs> like there's yeah. there's a there's a minecraft like build a little cool little base build a habit trail yeah yeah which is which is what the uh the god mode is for you mm-hmm. where you have unlimited resources and you can't die uh it is to build the coolest looking sea base and th- there's yeah. some fun in that mm-hmm. yeah yeah um uh, uh things need to be powered uh to work obviously uh and the place runs out of power then the oxygen and the pumps will stop working uh and there are lots of ways to do this a lot of ways to accomplish that so like shallow bases can have solar panels 
Uh, but you get things like bioreactors, which I relied on for quite a bit. Nuclear reactors, which is what I ultimately moved to. Thermal reactor, I never built in a place that had th the ability to accept one of those. So mm -hmm. it just kind of fucked that. But yeah. yeah, I just ended up doing solar and bio. Yeah. Uh, bio is very funny. You throw anything alive into it. Um, this is mostly what I use alien eggs for. Uh -huh. uh, I just let my base chew on some eggs for a while to give me air. <laughs> Again, I, I cannot stress. I know that it's a game and I'm not trying to like cinema sense it. It's I funny. Just, it, it, it make, yeah, it makes all the stuff like your, your phone doesn't start with a compass. So silly. Yeah. When like, oh no, my base just like turns eggs into air. Like it's so magical. Like it, it, it's all basically a wizard did it. There's nothing scientific about this game whatsoever. <laughs> like your, your gun that shoots buildings. Uh, it, it, there's nothing sciencey about it. Yeah. It just has a science theme to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, primarily you want the base to, uh, give you a place to craft, uh, to store things. Oh God, Gary, the storage rooms that I built. <laughs> yeah. You, you build, uh, you build lockers on the wall. Yes. Yeah. You you would you would have a an aneurysm looking at my base because it's yeah. not very well laid out. Uh -huh. uh, it's just whatever the uh, you're not very like organized. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had uh, my my six storage lockers and then storage lockers all all kinds of storage lockers on the uh, the cyclops, yeah. and that was it. See see my see our episode about Stardew Valley. Uh, very similar for, for that. Yeah. 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 Um, but also like there are some special functions that you, that you can get primarily the scanner room. I found this to be very useful, uh, especially with uh, with the lack of a map. This is really neat because uh, with a small upgrade, you can basically choose to highlight any of a particular resource that is within range um, on your heads up display. So like, yes. all right, I, I know that I know that copper can be found in this particular kind of uh, resource node. Highlight all of these and then I'm just going to go shopping uh, around yeah. this place. Yeah. Yeah. You go, you go, go fill up the fridge, go on a grocery run. Yeah. The, um, the, the thing that adds it to your heads up display, I wish it was a little earlier on the tech tree. Yeah. The in-between step is you send out little drones mm -hmm. to go find them. And then, uh, you, then you go find the drone, you pick up the thing they found and the drone and bring it back. Yeah. Um, which is a little awkward. And, uh, there's a certain kind of fish that likes eating metal that will grab your drones, Yep. which is really cute. <laughs> when it happens uh, but once it, yeah when it happens once it made that in between step not worth it yeah i was like i'm not going to use the scanner until i can actually fucking use the scanner these drones yeah. suck <laughs> um you get uh vehicle upgrades and in terms of like feeling empowered all of these are great oh yeah uh, every single one of them is, is a hugely good feeling mm -hmm. um the first one you get is called the sea glide which just propels you forward faster uh and it's really good yeah. Uh, it feels great. It's easy to forget how good this feels. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you don't have, but the difference between having this and not having it is huge. Yeah. It comes with a flashlight built in. So you don't mm -hmm. have to use space or build a flashlight. It's great. Yeah. Um, it doesn't give you extra abilities and it doesn't give you oxygen. It just makes you faster. Yeah. Uh, and early on when you are mainly doing things in the shallows and you can't function below 100 meters anyway, using this thing to just kind of skim across the surface uh, is, uh, uh, like the, the, the quickest way to get around and, yeah. uh, you know, does compress the space quite a bit. You can outrun almost any monster yeah. with it as well. Um, it's really good. And then you also have the, the absolute, like I never crafted a flashlight in this because mm -hmm. I had this, uh, really ludicrous thing of holding a glider in front of you to use it as a flashlight, like a housing <laughs> rod, uh, yeah. while exploring bigger wrecks, uh, yeah. I did that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you craft major vehicles at a certain point. They had, they had like way more of them. I am happy or they have way more of them planned. I'm happy that they pared them down because each of these fills a particular kind of niche, uh, and they, uh, uh fill each of them very well. Uh, it, it would be silly to have interstitial steps. Yes. Between these, these do all the things you need them to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you have the Seamoth, which is a small one man sub. Mm -hmm. uh, one person sub that you can use. This will give you oxygen. It can be upgraded with some things, but it's still a little bit fragile Yeah, uh, that you have. Uh, the prawn suit, which is a power loader mm -hmm. from aliens. Uh, this thing's incredible. Uh, really, really fun. And then the Cyclops submarine, which is a mobile base. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what I used as my second base. Um, it's, I did not find it that useful for like getting around. I almost always just went into the prawn suit yeah. to get around. I just parked this nearby so I wouldn't have to make shuttle runs back to my main base. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Cyclops is, uh, is I think necessary for logistics that and having multiple sea moths with the, um, uh, with the storage upgrades to keep, yeah. keep on the surface. Yeah. Did not have multiple sea moths. 
just had oh. my one Seamoth and did just fine. Oh, <laughs> the, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, like I, I understand like that I could have done it. You know, uh-huh. just, yeah. No, I, yeah. Had my, I had the pocket, the Jessica, and mm-hmm. then the, uh, the little Gary. Yeah. And those are my three ships. <laughs> what was was the little okay? What was the little Gary? Was that the little Gary was suit? the prawn suit? Yeah. Okay, the, yeah, that was the little Gary, and then the pocket was the the sea moth, and then the the SS Jessica. That so that that, that runs so counter because pocket's so much bigger of a cat than Jessica. I know, but it's a small name. Mm. It sounds cute, like getting yeah. in the pocket. You know, oh, it just yeah. sounded cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can also customize their colors and yep. stuff. Uh, I cannot imagine not making these like cool Dayglo Trapper Keeper uh-huh uh things uh they all my things looked awesome oh yeah i made so. i made them high vis <laughs> yeah very high vis i mean yeah it does it serves a functional thing as well yeah uh you know but pink and yellow mm-hmm. you know that kind of shit yeah um yeah, they're, they're just kind of the lisa frank aesthetic to some of the biomes it, made, it yeah. makes sense yeah yeah uh, uh, we'll talk about those things in particular a little bit more yes. when we unlock them um, but you can upgrade them. You can get, uh, uh, you can get, uh, extra storage and different kind of weapons and abilities and things like that. Uh, and, uh, very importantly, you can upgrade to the, their, their depth limits. You're going to need something that can help you survive as many as 1200 meters beneath the sea, mm-hmm. uh, on this. And, you know, that is pr- the primary way that your horizons open is to go downward. Yes. Yeah. Um, what makes this kind of, uh, to me, more interesting than a Factorio mm-hmm. uh, or its other ilk is that there is a story here. Yes. Um, there is an end, there are end game requirements to beat it, to get off the planet, see credits. Um, and you eventually find islands. This is not just, you know, an uninhabited planet mm-hmm. that you've been on. This isn't No Man's Sky. Yes. You know, you're here. There was a story that happened here. You're going to find uh, these facilities of the people who lived here. It's going to give you information about what happened before you arrived, uh, what's currently happening, and what you need to have happen in order to survive and leave. Mm-hmm. It is, even if the, uh, uh, let's say, the, the the technology is the softest sci-fi that has ever been, yes. uh, this is a cool sci-fi story. Yeah, it's a soft sci-fi story. Yeah. Uh, you also learn what happened to the other ship and the other people that tried mm-hmm. to escape the wreckage. This is a mixed bag to me. Yeah. Uh, some of these are good, but it, that small team and kind of production level lets it yeah. down a little bit. There are some pretty amateurish voice performances in this, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the lady cowboy who yeah. was part of the original thing like that that's a fucking ham and a half oh and they bring her back she's yep. she, she factors into uh sub-zero yeah, yeah she's she that actress is a huge fucking ham yeah uh just absolute scenery chewing and when nobody around her is doing it yeah uh it's very funny um, <laughs> but yeah so you know, some of these stories are, are good and affecting generally this was to me rather than like getting the humanity mm-hmm. of it it was a uh, unfocus your eyes and get the big picture Yes. You know, the story of the civilization and, and what happened here was the coolest part rather yeah. than, you know, uh, I, I did not care too much about the traveling dignitary and stuff yeah. that was taken in the first expedition, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. do a whole lot for me. Yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned this progression uh, only so people know that this isn't a full on, you mentioned No Man's Sky, um, but uh, this isn't like a full on proc gen, make your own fun kind of game that, that, that can happen in this, but this is a set world and there are victory conditions uh, that yes. are there for you. I'm going to say that something that I wish I had known before I played it uh, that I had done was I wish I had followed this stuff more closely. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time doing what I thought, like following my fun and just doing wanderabouts, Mm -hmm. um, which was cool, but I would have ended up having to wander those areas later. Yes. It is much better to just like, it's a, it's a long game, like a decently sized game. If you just follow the prompts and Mm -hmm. try to beat it. Yeah. Um, you do not need to stay and make your own fun at all. Really? No, no. just do what the game is telling you to do. And you'll, you'll have the experience along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a very pretty game. It has a very mm-hmm. distinct aesthetic to it. You know, just, uh, I think maybe something like Abzu is a little bit more fantastical, but like see us talking about the creature design, the biome design is all, uh, is all very distinctive, uh, a little bit hindered by the fact that there is very bad drawing, 
Uh, like yes. the, uh, the render distance is pretty bad. Uh, there is a like a technical reason for that. There were plans for there to be terraforming, um, and then they decided to take to take that out, uh, and that terraforming required engine concessions. Uh, so you have kind of the downside without the upside of that. People can make an argument and say like, oh, the ocean would be low visibility anyway. Uh, you know, those are discussions worth having. But I think that it it definitely is you know something you're going to notice. Right. Yeah. It didn't bug me too much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did notice it, but I, I it was fine. Yeah. Um, again, we talked about this being a horror game. Um, there are really scary points in mm-hmm. this. Um, you are in places where you're not supposed to be, where no, some places where no one has ever been, Yeah, you know, uh, and, uh, that's scary. Like the real ocean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, the writing in general. So we talked about that character. Some of the performances are a little bit iffy. Some of the writing's a little bit iffy as well. Yeah. Uh, here it's, it's weird. Like it's, it's a, it's an interestingly, like the plot I think is actually really good. Uh huh. It's the writing, the actual individual bits of writing that are a little bit substandard. Yeah. You know, like the plot is cool. The the mm-hmm. plot is, is well crafted and I wanted to know what happened. The actual text of reading about what happened was not always particularly engrossing, partly yeah. because it switches back and forth between really, really outsized caricature human performances. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the tone of scientific materials, varies between like too dry to pay attention to mm-hmm. and then uh kind of kind of goofy uh x or what is that xkcd yeah like yeah. you know like a little little uh 2007 science genius girl freeze pop stuff <laughs> yeah you know it's a it's 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 still a little portal pilled uh you know amoral super science it's quantum conundrum pilled let's yep. not give it quite portal level <laughs> it, it's uh it's it's yeah. you know, it's it's okay <laughs> no, I, 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 I portal as a uh, as yeah, a, no, I, a good uh, let's say qualitative, not quantitative. I just want to do a dig yeah. at quantum conundrum. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, remember quantum conundrum? Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are attempts at joke like explicit jokey jokes in this that ended up kind of bugging me. Yeah, uh, where I felt like the stakes, you know, the actual story this is trying to tell, this does want to treat with outer wild style the beauty of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are straight up things where it's like characters will say, like, what is the point of being here and cataloging all this stuff before just killing it? Yes. You know, characters will just state a theme at you mm-hmm. and then you'll have like, oh, the goofballs back at base going on a sandwich run, mm-hmm. you know, like little jokey jokes. Yeah. Um, it, I wish it would have picked a lane yeah. uh, for me. Like, it's never offensive. It's not like dead cells or something. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like everything is a groan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah uh i love this i love the music music and sound, sound design are fucking great uh the, the uh specifically the non-ambient tracks in this are fucking bops yep uh they're really good yeah the your the your ship is on fire <laughs> yeah. thing in the cyclops is so good yeah there, there's a, there's a couple really really good tunes in this yeah um yeah aesthetically uh generally really pleasant mm-hmm. yeah talk about the development a little bit i didn't realize this uh but this is the team unknown worlds entertainment uh they made the natural selection mod for half-life uh, this is in, in the natural selection canon this is, is it part of a shared still? universe yeah the uh huh. the uh i mean we're still in the kind of the spoiler wall thing but uh-huh. the main antagonistic force in this okay. came from the main antagonistic force in that game weird yeah huh so yeah shared universe <laughs> yeah the, the natural selection owned uh that was I, really yeah I, uh, such a good uh multiplayer mod yeah i never played it it like that's my uh g- one of my gaming like deserts mm-hmm. the the very early 2000s i didn't really play games for a couple of years around then no um so yeah I, I didn't i don't really know natural selection yeah it's like uh asynchronous one person plays so you're on uh spaceships one pl- one person plays the humans and the other person plays the aliens Mm-hmm. Um, and the alien, and they have completely different, uh, uh, completely different interfaces. Uh, so it's like Terran versus Zerg, but in the, um, uh, first person, uh, kind nice. of deal. So like combination, um, uh, first person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, but with like a strategy element kind of to it. I never played okay. the second one, but like, uh, I, I follow the development of uh, natural selection one way back in the day and, uh, was neat. It was the first time I heard of like a full conversion mod. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did natural selection two in 2012 and decided to move on to another kind of project uh, just to uh, just to get along with it. Uh, and they began Subnautica uh, with uh, uh, the original title Descend. I'm very happy they changed that. <laughs> Descend? Because, 
no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. I know this is confusing. It, <laughs> descend, descent, descend, descent. Yeah. Um, Third base. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, the, the, they eventually changed that, but they wanted to make something kind of in the vein of Minecraft, you know, because Minecraft had demonstrated its ability to, you know, change the gaming industry by that point. Yeah, it was a style of the time. Yeah. You know, th- this was a major factor, like in how the game has this freeform structure. There were going to be goals always, but it was not going to guide you in how to do them. Yeah. Um, it hit early access way back in 2014. Wild. Uh, yep. And the rest of its development happened in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, one of the more uh, interesting wiki dives you can do on this game is to look at all of the cut diverticula they yeah. went into that were playable, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point. Like the people played with things in this game, not terraforming, because that didn't, you know, we talked about that. Uh, when they, you know, they had this terraformer mode that was scrapped, but mm-hmm. other things they tried to do actually did exist yeah. in the game and people played with them. They just got cut out for the full release. Mm-hmm. Which probably for the better. You know, yeah. focus the product, but uh, it is neat. It is neat seeing that. I, I like when a game is developed in the open, even though that does create drama. Yeah, I didn't need uh, terraforming in this either. Nah, nah you know, it fine. wouldn't have achieved a purpose in terms of accomplishing the goals of the game. It just would have achieved a purpose in making like a base and having that feeling of colonialist mastery mm-hmm. of the ocean, uh, which I liked, but I, I didn't need unlimited. Yeah. You know, I can play The Sims. I can build a house. Yeah. You know. Um, as we mentioned before, it didn't originally have hunger or thirst, you know, uh, the player base reacted negatively, uh, towards us not having those things. There were a lot of fish. Why can't we eat them? Mm-hmm. Um, they were added, <laughs> uh, in part <laughs> to give the early game some structure because yeah. otherwise you're literally just collecting rocks. In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and taking care of meters. That's one of the, uh, that's one of the classic video game things. You yes. Know? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so the lack of guns was a response to the Sandy Hook elementary school shooting in, uh, 2012. Yeah. People don't know this, but that elementary school actually referred to a group of fish. Jesus. Uh, so that's why they had to throttle it back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, just, uh, they, they just decided, yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's make, make a game that is not, you know, doesn't have ballistic firearms. It can be something yes. different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, to me, this is a weird, uh, distinction mm-hmm. because it is a violent game mm-hmm. like there aren't firearms there's a sci-fi gun that shoots something so you paralyze it so you can stab it yeah i don't necessarily <laughs> think that's better i don't think that's more humane yeah i don't think that's more humane i, I it, this is the weird insanity that happens to people when insane events happen yes you know and yeah. i get it i'm not trying to blame them like their heart's in the right place yeah and it's not it's not a bad thing to do it is just uh, uh you know especially i don't know in uh, retrospect like it, it's a little bit silly it, it, it harkens back to a time when we thought anything would change after Sandy Hook. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly it. That, that's part of why yeah. I feel like I can make that joke is because like, yeah. man, the shit sucks and it bums me out every time I read about one. But like, as a people, we've decided they're cool yeah. and they're fine yeah, uh, we, and it we, fucking sucks, but I can't, my vote doesn't count. Right. Um, yeah. So yep. awful shit. But yeah. So instead uh, you freeze things and stab them to death. <laughs> um, this was very popular with streamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and their audiences during early access. Um, not too surprised by that. Unknown Worlds uh, told Jack uh, Septic Eye that he helped save the studio from bankruptcy by streaming the game. Yes. And uh, drawing attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I, I really don't like that name, Jack Septic Eye. I don't like Septic Eye at all. No. Like as, as a concept? No. 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 I don't, I don't, no. I don't, I don't care for it. I, I don't know anything no. about the guy. I know Markiplier was another person who made this popular. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and that that name doesn't offend me. I don't know if yeah. any of these. I it feels like it's like a flip a coin whether any of these people are secretly awful. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I, it, the name doesn't bother me. Right. You know, it's like it's like that that uh, YouTuber I like who has the incredibly unfortunate name Tomato Anus, <laughs> and I hate that name so fucking much. Uh, but they they do content that I like. Uh-huh. Uh, it just people just call themselves anything. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> mm, unsavory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Subnautica big hit on release. I think people were kind of like, even before it was really, uh, out of early access, people were asking us to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, uh, we talked about it a lot on the level. Like I, I, I played like the first third of this back around the time that it came out before I realized there was enough going on here that we were probably going to eventually cover it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, a, it's, you know, it's a, it's big, it's a, it's a big indie survival hit, uh, kind of deal. Uh, probably about as big as one of these could get without being multiplayer. 
you know? Yeah, that, that's a great way to put it. Like, yeah. Multi, you know, yeah. Um, there is a sequel slash expansion mm-hmm. for it. Um, I've seen it referred to as both. Uh, called Subnautica Below Zero. That that seems really, or is it Below Zero or Sub-Zero? Yeah, it's uh, Below Zero. Yes. Um, which seems really interesting to me. Apparently about a third of that you spend on land. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparent, like, i am been kind of tempted with that because I want to have a fresh experience knowing what I know now. You know, like, what happens if I just beeline for the goals mm-hmm. and just, you know, let the game guide me rather than try to just, like, run around? The, uh, the the person who I trust who has played both of these, Ben, from the level, he said, Subnautica Below Zero, you will only be hurt by playing it um, right after playing the original okay. Subnautica. Like, you need to wait for, like, it will suffer in comparison because it is a, sm- a smaller scale thing. Like, it's good enough on its own, but also, like, you're restarting at zero and there's kind of... A, it'll feel you know, bad. It'll be a patience kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say... I would say uh, you kind of get some of the antibodies back and then go into yeah, it. Maybe in a few years. My, yeah. my understanding of the other thing I, is that the, uh, the story is worse, but there's more of it. Yeah. <laughs> which is one of the more damning things I think you can say about a video game. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I it, that's two strikes right out the gate. Um, yeah. Apparently it's not uh, as well written is mm-hmm. what I've also heard. Yeah. So, kind of curious because I like Arctic mm-hmm. biomes and I like that one of your vehicles is a snowmobile. Yeah. That sounds fun to me um but yeah someday perhaps yep um and unknown worlds this team is currently they've got another game in early access called moonbreaker uh it's like a tactics game turn-based kind of deal Uh, i don't know anything about it uh it hasn't kind of made a made a splash where i'm looking for games yeah yeah i i did not know about it so um that's gonna be it for this uh this portion of the episode if you are hearing this you are not a patron and that's okay. If you'd like to hear the rest of it, go to patreon.com slash duck TV, $5 a month gets you this episode in its entirety and all of the old ones. Yes. So it only gets more valuable. Um, you know, we try to provide a lot of value for your five bucks. We don't know what five bucks is worth to any individual person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get whole back catalogs of like uh, unfilmable bonfire site chat. It's a, you know, yeah. we, we, we put a lot there, uh, but that yeah. does help us to, uh, you know, make the shows for the network here, support us. This is our full-time mm-hmm. job. Also, do we want to talk about uh, what's happening at the end of March? Yes, it is time to make that announcement. Yeah. Uh, we are going back to the convention scene, baby. Yeah. R- R- Rip Cole's COVID not having streak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not gonna necessarily get covid yeah. uh the uh yeah so we're, we're gonna go uh it's we're still in a pandemic ish mm-hmm. going on now but things are opening back up um i have certainly relaxed my restrictions mm-hmm. in a general sense uh not just because i got covid but also because like i don't know i want to live life yeah uh, and yeah. i don't see it ever changing so if it becomes like a choice between like never going to yeah. these things again yeah. like that seems like a hard choice to make uh yeah. all of this is to say that we are going to be at the midwest gaming classic uh yes. current plans less like the zeta syndrome breaks out in between <laughs> now and then which is what happened the first like when the pandemic broke out and we were going to go to midwest gaming classic uh-huh. <laughs> like right when this thing happened so yeah. it, everything being as it is as time of recording we're planning on being there mm-hmm. yeah so that's march 31st through april the 2nd in milwaukee uh, the, you can go there, check out midwestgamingclassic.com. We'll have more uh, information about the specifics of our live show, when we're going to be doing it, where we're going to be doing it, uh, things like that uh, as we go. But uh, save the day to make your arrangements. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing people again. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do a meetup and stuff. I don't know exactly what will happen with with the live show part of it and everything, mm-hmm. but we'll be there table and so come say hi. Yeah. You know, uh, we'd love to see you. That's, that's basically why we do these. Like the idea that people will come by and see us and decide to pick up the network. Like mm-hmm. that's great. And it, obviously we want that, but also we just want to see people. Yeah. You know? Uh, so if you listen to us and you like us, come say hi and we'll have buttons and, and stuff to give you. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll lay that out. Um, other than that, uh, you can leave us range reviews on Apple podcast or podcast addict. Um, if you are not a straight white cis dude and you have a project you'd like us to shout out, please send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv. Uh, got nothing for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, need some more submissions. Uh, one quick note. Um, if you know somebody who you think would appreciate this, have them reach out to me. Yes. Um, the uh, I appreciate people who will say like, hey, I know this this creator. They're really great. 
um, here's their information. But I want to hear from the creator directly, uh, just because I have been told that for some, you know, marginalized folks, like getting unexpected attention mm-hmm. or a spotlight can be stressful. Yep. Or otherwise bad. So uh, I, it is the official policy of this program that I, I want to hear from the people who we are shouting out. Yes. Doesn't mean that they have to like prove anything or do anything. They just have to be like, yeah, I'm okay with this. Yeah. So uh, if you have a friend or something that, like that who has a has a project and you think that would be appropriate for this, uh, copy them on the email and just make sure they give me the gangs away. Yeah. And uh, it will be all clear. Yep. Uh, if you have thoughts about this month's games, unfortunately, it is uh, uh, too too late to write in. But if you have thoughts about next month's games, which are Cuphead, The Coin Game, Mark of the Ninja, and Crisis, Crisis being the premium episode, go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and write in by March the 15th. Yeah. And then uh, next week, we'll, we'll be releasing our dispatch. We'll be announcing the, the following month's games. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, big uh, shout out real quick, just while I have us here. Uh, you know, we don't always talk about other shows on the network. Uh, five year anniversary of everything to Guppy. Oh, if uh, if you want to check out me and my friend Will, uh, it's basically just a comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Kind of has a little bit to do with Binding of Isaac, but mostly it's just goofy. Cole's been on it a couple times. Uh, check out everything to Guppy cat. This has been uh, going on for five years, you say? Yes. Okay. Five, yeah. Five, five, five fabulous years. We're almost done covering the Binding of Isaac. <laughs> Um, (laughs) we still don't know exactly what we're going to do next. We're we're figuring it out, but we're very near the, we're running out of track on the binding of Isaac at five years. So, oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to that show, which is on our network. Indeed it is. Yeah. You, can, you can say many things about it, and that's one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I hope people get the joke of that. Yeah, it's it's a mean, kind of a mean show in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then people have asked me where to start. You should honestly just start at the beginning, which I know is a lot to ask. It's five years, but you'll know in the first few of them whether it's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's going to be it. Yeah. Huge thanks to Gwen. Thank you, our producer, uh, for putting this episode together. And uh, we will be back next week with the uh, with the dispatch. Umbasa. Umbasa.